over a year ago, I had a random conversation with a friend that went like, so, where are you working? I work in franchising, connecting franchisers to franchisees. I didn't even know those last two were words. So I decided there and then I would do an episode on franchises. That's not this episode, though. Huh? I'm just kidding. It's this episode. Hiya, I'm Bio, And in case you were wondering, you are now listening to the What A Joke podcast. A friendly disclaimer before you proceed. Continued listening may result in one or more of the following. Involuntary and unrestrained laughter. <laughs> Learning new things. Uh-huh. Enjoyment, being offended, and falling in love. <gasps> and most importantly, always remember, please... Don't take everything you hear on here too seriously. Ray Kroc. No, it's not a new line of the popular rubber footwear that seems to rise and fall in popularity every seven years. Ray Kroc is the man who bought McDonald's from the brothers who started it and turned it into the most successful fast food corporation in the world. By revenue. Now, there's a conspiracy that Ray Kroc has been planting different McDonald's eateries all over the world in preparation for a hostile planetary takeover by an alien species. And with recent revelations made under oath to the U.S. Congress by former U.S. Air Force Intelligence David Grush, 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 Grush. Yeah, let's go with Grush. Aliens are real. And the American government have been trying to keep it from us. Oh yeah, it's all coming together. I feel like aliens would sit and listen to my podcast and break down halfway through episode three, crying and lamenting. This is species, they are so so stupid. I don't know why the aliens are Italian. Anyways, before we get into all that, I got to clear up a few things for people in the back. So what is franchising? Pick me, pick me. Okay, little B, what isn't? The right granted citizens of a state to vote in general elections. Wow, that was wrong. Well, not wrong, wrong, but wrong in this context. We aren't talking about franchise in the political sense, and we won't be at all. I'd like to put all of that behind me for a while, thank you. Short answer is the shortcut to owning a successful business. The long answer? <clears throat> According to the International Franchise Association, they even have an association, man. It is a method of distributing products or services involving a franchiser who establishes the brand's trademark or trade name and a business system, and a franchisee who pays a royalty, often an initial fee for the right to do business under the franchisor's name and system. Brain freeze. Let's have Prof break it down. Sir? Thank you, thank you. It's nice to be getting the recognition I deserve. Does he know it's a sound effect? Nah, Lil B, just let him cook. Let him cook. Take young Chukuma on a bus. Oh man, I miss those guys. Shh, don't interrupt. I might. He's doing a Chukuma on a bus? Scooch over a little. Chukuma is the owner of a fast food. We call it Shukuchukucha. 
I'm thoroughly enjoying this. Chukuchuku Chao has been functioning for two years now, and the people of Mushin do go there to take picture and sometimes order food as well. Abbas just obtained loan from the bank because he too want to start his own eatery in Festac, but he cannot be thinking of naming it, not to talk of even trying to find customers and hot that. So he come and meet Chukuma, say, boss, I want to license Chukuchuku Chao and have my own version. I will pay you royalties. Chukuma say it as extra money, so he say yes. Yeah, Chukuma will be the franchisor, and Abbas is the franchisee. The contract binding them together is the franchise. The business is also called a franchise. So many franchises. Therefore, franchising is the practice of creating and distributing the brand and franchise system. Whenever franchising is mentioned, names like McDonald's, Domino's, Chukuchuku Chow, Starbucks, Taco Bell, etc. come to mind. But one man's name rings loudest. Ray Kroc. The alien overlord guy preparing the way for his kin to take over. But he didn't invent franchising or even do it first in America. Rather, it's been a play for quite a while. From the Roman tax collectors to the English monarchy to Martha Matilda Harper who established the first franchise in the USA, and so on. Now, in the Roman Empire, for their tax collectors and even the English monarch nobles, no, monarchy nobles? The English nobles, yeah. This was how franchising worked. A person would go to Deoga at the top. It could be a Roman governor or an English duke or king. This person then asked for the right to collect taxes on behalf of the ruler of a region. Depending on how this goes, you could lose your head, get stoned, get crucified, or get the job. Yeah, so you're saying it's, it's, applying for jobs back then was quite risky. So if all things did go well, the individual is given the power and right to collect taxes at a certain region. But in turn, this individual would have to pay the ruler a certain amount of money, which was called a royalty. Oh my God. Is it called royalty because they paid it to royalty? Wow. Give to Caesar what is owed to Caesar and all of that. Just made new meaning. Anywho, people who got these jobs were often the most despised. In places like ancient Israel, for example. Remember Zacchaeus? While the English, on the other hand, probably had a very swell time with the townsfolk. The following is one of the earliest recorded franchising discourses known to man. My lord... Grant thy servant a rank in thine office, so that thy servant might oversee a region of dwellers and collect what is owed to thee. Very well then, I bestow upon thee the power and the right to collect my dues on my behalf. Thou shalt have but a little percent of the token, whilst the rest belongeth to me. If thou wert to fail in delivery of said token, thou shalt lose thine head. Legend has it that the peasant remembered he had an engineering degree from the University of Cambridge and a loving family at home, and subsequently left the duke to his nonsense. The more recent forms of franchising began to take place in the late 1800s to early 1900s with one Matilda Harper, the arrowhead of franchising in the USA. She was women in tech slash girl boss before it became a thing thing. Yeah, this Barbie is a franchisor. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Matilda Harper was a working class woman in the late 1800s. 
1888 to be specific. At this time, Matilda had built up enough savings from working as a maid for the bourgeoisie of Canada and the US. Among the people she worked for, one of them was a doctor from whom she learned a lot concerning physiology and mixing compounds. This would eventually lead to her making a shampoo that was science-based in comparison to the shampoos being used at the time. So glad she didn't try this like 200 years earlier or all that hair would have gone from shampoo to fire. Sorry, that joke was more trial and error. And that second one probably flew over your heads on a broom. No? You didn't get it? Okay, it's fine. Matilda wanted to own the first public beauty shop and or salon. And she had four things to take her there. An idea, a dream, some money, and white privilege. But what does Shige say to the people who dream? Not today. Matilda was hit on two fronts, her health and her finances. She quickly recovered from the first blow through medication, medication, prayers. However, the second probably was something that did not grow on trees. Back at film school, we were taught a lot of things. On the second day, we'd already covered story structures up to seven acts. Here you have the setup, inciting incidents, conflict, rising conflict, climax, resolution, and denouement, or denouement. Why'd I tell you all that? Because Matilda had just gotten through the setup, inciting incidents, and the conflict, but was now about to enter the rising conflict. But before we get into that, a brief word from our sponsor for this episode, Chuku Chuku Chao. When the hunger comes, when the money day, when the rubber pay, you see, Matilda lived in the 1800s, not a time known for its heavy acceptance of things outside the norm. And a woman owning a business, talk more of landed property. <laughs> yeah, normal has left the group chat. Matilda had to basically defend the right to have something of her own. She spent a huge chunk of her savings fighting the case with the help of a hired lawyer. And as history would have it, she eventually won. Shege was defeated and sent back to its shadowy realm to lurk for another potential victim. Or was it? What did it cost? Maybe Shege was the winner all along. Still, she pressed on. And sooner than later, Matilda Harper set up her business, The Harper Method. And it quickly started to flourish. Celebrities came to experience the service that she had to offer. And some of them even urged her to set up shops at their cities, which she did. I mean, it's money, more money. These shops were managed by other women who were trained by Matilda, and thus franchising as we have it today began. In the seven-act story structure, that part is called the denouement or denouement. So, you are thinking about whether you should start your home business or just buy a franchising license. You have come to the right place. Wait, Prof, how do you know so much about everything? When you get to my age, you will know how. You can also just keep listening to what the joke, shall. Oh, Prof, is that a plug? Are you plugging me? Meaning what? Are you a socket? <laughs> just carry on. 
Sağ es, es fal. Tek young Chukuma Hanabas. Why would Habas want to use Chukuchuku child name? Habas have seen that Chukuma already have established business model, which means no need to crack his head to come up with something new. Chukuma also have established customer base, which means that there is customer integrity as well, has existing popularity so he can use it as leverage. Furthermore, there is also established product, so no need to come up with another revolutionary product. Chukuma will already have set up some other things, so Abbas will likely receive financial planning for the business as well as regular training and other goodies. But my dear student, all this one no means say success day guarantee. You could lose God, and all the things, all the business can end up collapsing on your big head, and the franchisor will still want their money. What did I don't do? We never break even for how many months? Hey, if we they continue at this rate. Hello? Abbas, how you doing? Chukuma, please, listen. Do you have the royalty for this quarter? See, see the thing is... Remember, in the contract, he say I can take a kidney if you fail to pay up. Wait, who signed that? Eh, hello? Now, the dialogue might be a bit exaggerated, but you get the idea. Starting a franchise does not equal an automatic dub. That means win in Gen Z slang. Yeah, gang gang. Of course, even if you do succeed and make some good cash, just know that it means billings, billings, prayers. The combined power of the startup costs, marketing campaign costs, and ongoing royalty costs could wreck an individual. And before you know it, poof, there goes your kidney. Or worse. Worse than getting your kidney stolen? Worse. You get scammed as a result of accurate information produced by the franchiser. You could get hoodwinked or run amok. In case you missed the subtext there, because it's audio, the word accurate was in air quotes. There are a couple of franchise types, but if you're really interested, you can look all that up. And if you're still listening at this point, then you have successfully proven that what a joke can make any topic interesting enough to listen to. Alas, there were no ads for any existing Nigerian franchises on this episode because they did not ask me. I would have done it even for free. No, no, I wouldn't. Oh, well, on to the next. This episode was written in part by Engineer Eddie. Bio, aren't you forgetting something? What? What about the conspiracy theory? Oh, I, I, I made that up. You what? Another Monday, another joke. But you made it through and didn't die of laughter. We thank God. Our solemn mission is to share this episode with everyone. Friends, family, strangers on the internet, that guy that's toasting you, your lecturer, your boss, heck, your unborn child. Share the funny. Make sure to follow the podcast on all socials at Pod and follow me at Bayo. Tweet about it, post screenshots of your favorite timestamps and moments. Tag me and I will respond. I'm not popular enough to air you yet. <laughs> the Joker community on WhatsApp is always looking for new family members. Join to get first-hand info about the podcast you love so much at the link in the description. What a joke. You really can't make this stuff up. Yeah.